Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you for that. Uh, we have a great lineup for everybody today. Just making a little adjustment here on my end. Um, yeah, Teresa Reed's joining me here today, and we're going to be talking at Tarot. Uh, some people don't say Tarot. Some people say Tarot. Uh, whatever you call it, and certainly this has been a journey for me over 16 years, figuring out how to say the right thing properly, how to express the beautiful language we have has been something of a journey. But underneath all of that, there's the meaning. Whatever you call it, whatever you call it, what is underneath it that so, for me, has been so absolutely mystical and perfect at the same time? How is it every time I venture into the sixth sense of becoming more confident and understanding things like Tarot, how is it I'm always proven wrong when my skepticism shows up? Well, I'm not going to talk about all of that because, you know, for me, I just know what I know. You know, there's a reason that whenever you work with someone and they pull a card and the same card comes up like three years in the row, and you're not planning that show, you ask yourself, whoa, okay, the tower. Resisted it the first year, got curious the second. By the time the third year came for this poll, I thought I need to work with somebody to figure stuff out. So today, we're going to talk with Teresa about her book, about her work. Uh, the Tarot Lady is joining me here today. And what is it about this idea of reading and beyond? What is it about this that enables us to understand the depth and the breadth of something so anciently wise? Mastering the art of intuitive reading. I love it. Teresa Reed. Teresa, great to have you. Thank you so much for having me here today, Dr. Pat. It's great to see you. Um, so I, I joke about this because 16 years ago when I started this, I didn't know Tarot from anything else. It was a healing journey for myself, um, and it changed the landscape of the show that I was doing, and I decided to come out of the gate and be in service, be in service of something other than me, to bring people like you to the forefront, to help folks meet them where they are, help them understand what it is they can learn about themselves, their lives, whether it's on a very physical grounded level or whether it's on a sixth sense level. But it's really interesting, and, and this is timely. I'm getting ready to do a show, a new show. 
It's going to air like, I think, four o'clock or five o'clock with the psychic. Now, if you to ask me 10 years ago, five years ago, that I would do a show called The Psychic and the Doc, I would have looked at you like, what? But here we are. And so this idea of intuitive reading and tapping into what you're talking about in the book and learning what I didn't know about Tarot, this has been one of the most fascinating journeys for me in my life. I always saw it as complicated. I never work with the cards alone. I call people like you. Tell me about this particular book and the idea of no questions asked and welcome today. Well, the thank you. The reason why I wrote, well, this was actually the tarot book I've always wanted to write. Uh, <laughs> I've taught many, many people over the years on how to read tarot and how to read it intuitively. And because there's, a, by, by the way, there's all kinds of different ways people read tarot. And some people have systems that they work with, like elemental dignities. But I've always been an intuitive reader. I am somebody who grew up in a household where intuition was valued. And for me, the cards have always been this beautiful visual aid that has allowed me to really hear my intuitive, uh, my intuitive side loud and clear. So the whole nature behind the book was to gather all the lessons I've taught my students over the years, including some things I've done on my own. I call them tar- different tarot sizes uh, to help people learn how to read tarot with a really intuitive slant. There's not many books about intuitive reading. I mean, there's books on tarot, this is the interpretation, this is the meaning, but not many that combine, here's how to be more intuitive and here's how it goes together. And this is why intuition, if you trust that it helps you to be a better reader and how tarot helps you be more intuitive. It's like they both go together like peanut butter and jelly. And so my goal in the book was to help people to access tarot, but also to access their intuition and to become more confident in their intuition. I also even created a small section in the back on going pro because (laughs) I've worked with many people who want to go pro and reading for your friends and family is one thing. Going pro is a whole nother different kettle of fish. Oh, trust me. I mean, the idea of me stepping out and doing a show with Mark, right, called The Psychic and the Doc, the idea of even going out and putting myself out there where he's going to provide a certain level and I'm going to provide my own level of practical coaching for a situation. That to me, uh, this last part of your book, that to me was very, very important. But one of the things you said I want to get back to, mm-hmm. when I first had that first tower card pulled, there was no intuition on my part about it. You know, by the time the third, and this was one year after the other. So it wasn't like one year, then five years. It was like one, two, three, mm-hmm. like three years in a row. Somebody would come on, Dr. Pat, pull a card. I'm just going to be curious what you pull today too. Now. I'm going to pull one for you. We'll okay. see what comes up. <laughs> well, but, but by the time I got to the third year, I had a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if I needed to get that perspective on it to not have it be pulled the next year can you tell me that the interplay of energy between the cards Mm -hmm. the reader and the message does that make sense that question because i think it is it was an energy for me well you know sometimes a card will come up again and again and again and we call those stalker cards 
because it's really trying to deliver a message. It is trying to get something in your head that you're not listening to. You know, there was a time that I got the Eight of Cups and it was for a situation I was asking about a friendship. I also had this with the Seven of Swords too. And I remember looking at that and thinking, oh, well, I wonder what this means. Well, anyhow, the friendship ended up falling apart like a wet dish rag. And I had another friendship and I got the same darn card. And this also happened with another situation with Seven of Swords, but it kept coming up because I was choosing wrong friends. I mean, that's really what the bottom message was. And I had a couple friendships that really went belly up. And what I wasn't realizing at the time is my friendly nature was sometimes allowing me to allow people in my life that really were not appropriate friends for me. And so there's a disappointment. And the message of the Eight of Cups is knowing when to walk away, knowing when there's a red flag, when to walk away. And with these particular friendships, there were red flags. And both the Eight of Cups and Seven of Swords have that kind of a vibe. And in those situations, it's, I learned this lesson, but the card was being in my face for every one of those friendships. So, you know, and sometimes here's the thing, we don't listen. People do not listen. I often say we're all asleep at the wheel, we're going through life, and then we wonder, how did I get here? And oftentimes it's because we have decisions that we make that aren't for our highest good. And we will often ignore our intuitive, you know, whatever our intuition's telling us. And then later on, we wonder, well, how come this didn't work out? Well, you had the red flag all along. And so when we're getting a card again and again and again, like the tower, it's like, listen, the universe is trying to get a message to you. And once you finally get it, well, then we might be moving on to a different card or we might not see the tower for a while. But I, I do know now um, I've become way more careful with friendships. So when I'm asking about friendships, that's, those cards don't, haven't shown up in my friendship circle for a long time. So when I got to know a little bit more about the tower, and by the way, just so you know, I didn't pull, I skipped a year. Anytime anybody in the next year wanted to come on and pull a card, I was like, not today, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when I learned a little bit more, and then I looked at the tower in your book, right? And I, I think I'm really struck by it because I guess the, the sense of Mars energy for me now and mm -hmm. And, and shift, I feel a shift in some things. I don't know how to explain it, but you also, uh, you also do astrology. I mean, I was reading yes. the astrology from your site. So you integrate these things. You integrate yep. the energies, you integrate the wisdom. And I just love that. But when I read about the way you talked about the tower in this book, you say, okay, this is the card. And then you say something like, and this is why I love this book. You say other ways of looking at this card, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think about it and, and, and I read things like being humbled, a surprise, a meltdown, the fall from grace, purging, initiation, economic crash, and the collapse of government. And I start to read about this and then I put it in perspective to when I pulled the card. Mm. So I pulled this card before 2007, right? Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, and 10. And when I figured it out, by the time I got to 2009 and an opportunity to expand and build the transformation network, because I went from a show to then a show and a network owner, I really pointed back to this card. Mm -hmm. and, and what was the message in the card? What was it preparing me for? And so I want to ask you about that. People, some people say, Teresa, some people say, uh, 
Tarot is not predictable. Other people say it 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 is it is pathway predictable. I don't have the language, and that's why I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. What is the most power uh, of 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 what you've discovered about Tarot? And then the other thing is, how did you? get to tap into it originally i mean was it like me where somebody's like here it is here it is here it is or were you instinctively drawn to it okay well let me answer the the first part of the question the first part of the question i want to make sure i i understood the question so you're asking about this tower card um and how did you ask that question what i'm asking is some people say when we use tarot there's a predictive nature in it Mm -hmm. Southern say there's a preventative nature in it, and others say there's a pathway nature in it. And so pathway, let me describe it, uh, yellow brick road like. Mm-hmm. Follow the yellow brick road. You're going to meet this person. You're going to meet the straw man. You're going to meet this. You're going to meet that. And you're going to have to figure out how these things have shown up in your life to get you to where you want to go. And ultimately, where she wanted to go wasn't us. It was back home. And yeah. so that's the question. You know, when people think about uh, the tarot cards, they they're not exactly sure of the energetic workings of them or how it fits into our lives. And I think your book really helps with that. Thank you. Okay, now that helps me too. So thank you. Well, here's my my thing on on prediction and preventative and all of those things. I believe that our life is a is created by a series of choices that we make. I really do. And of course, there are always those random things that happen too. I'm a huge believer in free will, but I also straddle the camp where I believe in free will, but I believe that some things, you know, they do happen. We can't always explain why, we, why we're why we here today, you and I talking. I mean, if we look at it from a logical thing, well, we got connected on the internet. <laughs> but if we look at it from like a more spiritual perspective, well, maybe we were meant to be together. So I really come from both camps. And when I look at tarot, um, the way I see it is I see that tarot is a tool for divination and it is also a tool to help you to make more conscious choices. So instead of just being this quote unquote victim of fate, you're actually helping to steer your fate in a better direction. So when I do a reading, I'm looking at where you are and based on where you are now, where you are most likely headed. And if you don't like the way that looks, there is always a way to start looking at the cards and to find better pathways. So I see it as absolutely a tool. And, you know, some people will say, well, there's no such thing as divination. And I'm like, well, that's not true. Yeah. Because sometimes we get things that happen. We get a prophecy, we get an omen and things unfold. And it's like, oh my God, that's exactly like this dream I had, or it's like the cards say. And sometimes also it's, you know, we again can make different choices. We can change things. And one of the examples I, I love using is many years ago, I was dating somebody and this person was not being honest with me and there was somebody else floating around in the scene. And so I got a tarot reading and the woman in the tarot reading, I remember the card, like it was yesterday. The final card was the three of wands. And she said, you know what? Everything's going to work out with you and him. And she's going to be on the outside looking in. And I went home that day and I broke up with him immediately, which was completely against what the card said. I said, nah, I don't play like that. I'm a very straightforward person. So needless to say, I changed my fate, right? Well, many years later, him and I, we, we are still friends to this day. We're very good friends. We had a good conversation. He apologized. He actually ended up having children with her and the relationship fell apart. And so many years ago, we were, uh, a couple of years ago, we were having pizza together at a restaurant 
And all of a sudden here she comes and she's standing outside, looking in the window, watching us. She was on the outside looking in. It was exactly wow. like that reading. But again, wow. first of all, I changed my fate because I looked at that. I'm like, nope. But yet the card still came back around many years later. And I just remember that reading in the back of my head. So tarot's kind of like that. You know, it can be very, it can be literal. It can be meta, it can be a metaphor. It can be something to guide you. And sometimes it surprises you the way it works out. I always have to say those cards don't lie. Sometimes it's just our interpretation is off or it's weird or it makes sense of much later on. So that's how I tend to look at it. One of my, one of my dear clients said to me, um, she said, you know, I get a reading from you and something will happen. And I think, huh, that's what those cards meant. And then later on something happens or I make a different decision. I'm like, oh, now I know what those cards meant. And I think that is a really, really good thing to keep in mind that we have to like do our readings and then remain open to our choices yeah. and also to how things are unfolding. Yeah. So I hope that answers that question. Yeah, it does. It does answer the question because it's exactly like I said. I mean, you know, when you, I don't know what I expected early on when I was first mm -hmm. introduced to this, you know, a long time ago, actually in the world of radio to do a show 16 years. But for me, you know, what started to happen is the things that were told to me in the interpretation of the card, I really started to lean into and feel. Yes. By the time that the tower came up for the third time, I was paying attention. And yes. it's exactly like you said. And I didn't put it together until after. I mean, this network, the Transformation Network, Transformation Talk Radio, the 10 channels were getting ready to launch. That got born out of somebody else's issue. So I'm helping a gentleman launch a network mm -hmm. on a on an AM FM station out of Rhode Island. Now I don't live in Rhode Island, but I'm helping my my guy do it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we get him going and we were going to bring some hosts over to the network. And Chris DePaulo was the owner of WBLQ out of Rhode Island, really loved it, took a trip out there. And Chris calls me one day and says, what happened to Greg? And I said, what do you mean what happened to Greg? He said, look, I took a mortgage out to start this radio station. Greg wrote me a check. It bounced. You have to start a network and give, you have to give me $2,200 a month and start a network. Wow. So his, whatever happened to Greg, crashed and burned. But something about me, yeah, something about me said, now, here's the, here's the thing, and I want to hear your interpretation, because I had to put it together after the fact. Here I am, and my, my answer was, of course, yes. I had no infrastructure. I had no website. I didn't even understand what that meant to create. And all of a sudden, what happened, Teresa, was the way you describe these things in the book. Intuitively, I said yes. He says, send me a check, sent him a $2,200 check for something that wasn't even born yet. And this was like September of 09. Mm. I put a job description out in a freelancer thing. And you should read this thing. It said, I'm looking for somebody that knows broadcast that can set up a solely independent digital network that knows how to connect hosts all over the world, taking call. I mean, I wrote this thing up. Oliver from Germany shows up, says, I can do it. Oliver, within a month, 
built the infrastructure of what is our network now, broadcasting to over 100 channels. And wow. what happened with that? And then I said, well, I don't have anybody on the network. I mean, so like I have to get people. And I just put out an email. And within a month, I had 30 hosts. Wow. Paying hosts. And off we went. And we've been going since then. That was 2010, right? But I'm here with you today because I dialed a wrong phone number in 2003 and didn't hang up. Mm -hmm. So I had to go backwards, if it makes sense, to sure. understand the car. Does that, does that interpretation even make sense oh my now God. for you? Yes. And also, if we take a look at the tower, so let's take a look at this car first. Okay. You know, first of all, we see that bolt of lightning and it's blowing the crown chakra wide open. And that really has that feeling of suddenly the check bounced, holy cats, everything is like blowing up, it's burning down, but also your mind is getting opened up. And we see the figures are jumping out of the building. You had to take a leap of faith. You had to take a leap of faith because all of a sudden urgency demanded it. And that crown chakra flying off also feels very much like, um, like not just things are opening up, but it's kind of like, oh my God, I, I've got to get out of my own way. I've got to start thinking bigger now, whether I like to or not, I can't play small. I've got to be as big, as big as I've ever thought about going. I mean, this is like your mind getting blown. The other thing that I see with the tower, now here's the thing to think about with the tower. The tower often has this feeling like we're burning something down to build something new. It is a card of transformation. And here you are with Transformation Radio. I never even put that together. Everything, the whole thing is a transformation. The fact that you even named it Transformation Talk Radio, think about that. This is a card of transformation. This wow. is a card where we are, boom, everything is burning up and something new is being built. What is it going to be? You probably felt at that time, like, what am I getting into? But here you are taking that leap of faith. You're leaping into it and you are free falling and it all worked out. It was such an incredible thing to find a guy like Oliver in Germany, the mm -hmm. odds of finding somebody that could do all of that. It was a brilliant programmer. Um, mm -hmm. And to this day, we have just now upgraded all of our technology through Merrick. We're mm -hmm. in a different, uh, we're moving into different software, but we are now going to be able to expand from two channels to as many as we want. Wow. We have 10 we picked 10, but as of yesterday, we picked 11. There was a, a channel that is in demand mm -hmm. that people want us to do. And so I thought about that and I said, wow, that is amazing. But here's the thing for me. I have a group of people. I get to show up here with you because I've got Jessica who started as an intern 10 years ago, didn't know anything about this learned about this, talked with Oliver in Germany, built the infrastructure we have now. I have my best friend, Linda, that stepped in while her mom was very, very sick. And a team of people here that are just amazing. Mm -hmm. And people ask me, how are you doing it? And I'm like, no, it's not me. It's like, how are we doing it here? Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to say is, we have the best listeners on the planet. We mm -hmm. have the best audience on the planet. Um, they are sort of the breath, right? The breath that I take in that allows me to exhale. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And half the time, they are the folks that help move things along. I want to take a short break. But before I do that, I really want folks to know about the book, how they can find out more about you, uh, all of the things you're doing. And, and you know, folks can really work with you in many ways. Mm-hmm. But also, you have other books as well. How do people find out all about that? All they got to do is go to my website, thetarolady.com. Everything that you need to know about me and my books and how to work with me and how to take classes with me, it's all there on thetarolady.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about intuitive, intuitive, intuitive reading. We're going to talk about what this means, no questions asked, Mm -hmm. and how do we use an interpretation plus intuition plus action, the way Teresa described in her life, the way I just described, all of this is available to you. And this book is brilliant at doing that. You know, there's so many things I love about this. And we're going to talk more about the book. And who knows, maybe Teresa will pull a card. And if it's the tower, it's okay. (laughs) Let's how do people find out about you that the they just go to your website, everything's there, at least I found that right. Yep, everything is there. It's very neatly arranged. So you can buy a book for me or you can get the books also anywhere online or offline. Uh, so, you know, but everything's all on the website. Good. Uh, and that's the most important part. This is accessible. Uh, also, you have a podcast. Please talk about that because you also are out there yes. talking about what you do. So I I actually have two main podcasts. I have Tarot Bites, which is a podcast with bite-sized tarot lessons, but also interviews with with other tarot luminaries. And it's an educational podcast. It's not me just saying, look at this deck. It is educational. We're always discussing maybe a different way to read tarot or a different perspective on tarot. And we have some amazing, amazing guests like Mary Greer and Rachel Pollack, the tarot, my tarot idols have been on there. And then I do astrology bites and astrology bites is also bite-sized astrology lessons. And the reason why I keep the lessons shorter is because for a lot of people learning tarot and learning astrology, especially astrology can be overwhelming. And so my mission between these two podcasts is to deliver it in small doses. So you can like process the information in a way that is um, non-threatening, non-intimidating. And I also want to mention a couple of things, if I might. Um, yeah. If they go to your website, they're going to see the uh, tarot coloring book. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. That has been out for a long time. I know. That caught my attention. But the other thing, you have an upcoming class, I believe. It's mm-hmm. a live video workshop on October 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd, correct? Yep. Okay. And they can, it's a tarot class for beginners, for total newbies. So if awesome. you're new to tarot, this is going to be the class that helps you to get started. And it's a live class. I, I like doing live classes. I don't do pre-recorded classes. Yeah. Because boy. I feel that people learn better when they're actually interacting and having an opportunity to ask a question. You know, I was just coaching one of our one of the clients that I work with on complete branding and getting out in the world. And I just said that. I said, you gotta do live classes. And I didn't have a good explanation for it, but I said, you know people want to interact. And so I was Mm -hmm. very glad to see that. But I learned something. And when we come back, we're going to do a couple things. I'm wondering if uh, today, Teresa will pull a card to just talk about the direction, some of the things that are on my mind. The other thing I learned something when I went to her website, that 
uh, tarot comes from where my family comes from. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U.com. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Yeah, just looked at the uh, Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, and I'm so glad there are so many people on that list. Did you make the cut this year? Uh, I was 101. Ah, just shy. 
There's always next year, Pat. Come on, you can do I it. I think that's Stay wishful confident. thinking. Stay confident. To be honest with you, I think that's wishful thinking, right? Yeah, there. of course. But I was really, I really was fascinated by the list because so many people that were never heard of, never heard of, they were like not even a blimp on the radar last year, Benny. They have been out there now and acknowledged. And you know, what's interesting what Time says, they said, yeah, these are the hundreds most influential people. And sometimes it's not for good reasons. And I, <laughs> I'm like, why would they say something like that? But the point is this, we're talking about getting out in the world. And you know, what Teresa has done, Teresa Reed is, you know, what she's done in her book and in a body of work that she's always done is she's helping people say, you know, this draw to understand more about this, the esoteric, to understand more about the sixth sense, to understand and trust your intuition. You know, here's a way for you to look through the, the lens of Tarot. And if you look through this lens and you're really attached to it, and it's something that's calling you, she can help you. And if you don't quite know how to put together the, the, the dots together, she can help you with that. Um, but also we're gonna talk about in her book, first things first, because when I got to that chapter, I thought, this is an interesting chapter. First things first, what does that mean? We're gonna talk about it. Teresa, thank you so much. Uh, they can go to your website, thetarotlady.com. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, everything I talked about is there. Uh, the coloring everything. book to me is fascinating. That's on my go-to list. Um, but I talked with you during the break about things not just for me, but for my team, for what we're doing. Um, and when I was invited to that video shoot last year, I almost didn't go because I just, first of all, I, I didn't, I, I didn't fit it. I was like, why me? Mm -hmm. You know, why, why me? You? Didn't really feel that right there. Um, <laughs> and, and, and almost didn't go. And mm -hmm. when the, the woman running it said, and Pat, we need you to come and interview people. Mm -hmm. That's when I pulled Jessica in. And the next thing I know, we had our white outfits on. We went down and she and Gail are in the video very unexpectedly. But since that point in time, those are the messages I'm getting. You've got to get out. You've got to get out. And I keep asking, I don't know if there's something that I could do other than I'm doing, but my mission hasn't changed. I don't mm -hmm. want people to be stuck by life, you know, to go through what right. I do. I don't want them to be there and not be able to move. So that's my passion. That's my mission. I don't care how it gets done or how I can help people. That's what I want to do, but I'm a little confused. Mm -hmm. Maybe scared, maybe not confused. Well, you know, anytime we're about to do something really big or when we're asked to do something bigger to show up as a bigger version of ourselves, that's a tower moment. I, <laughs> I, I don't want to keep coming back to the tower. It's okay. But I mean, it really is because think about that crown chakra. It is like, you've got to get your ego and ego isn't always about being a big ego, but sometimes, you know, we are afraid to be big. And so we'll keep ourselves really small and then situations come up and it blows that all wide open and You've got to show up as the biggest version of yourself. You can't contain it. And I think that really right now, you are not meant to be containing yourself. It's time to just really be opening up to all these opportunities and to not be scared. Take mm. that leap of faith. That's how I would see that. I think it's the tower speaking to you again. 
You know, I, I have a funny feeling um, you're right about that. It's no mistake that, you know, when I was reading your book, I knew right away to lift the tower up. Mm -hmm. um, but I have been an activist all my life. And I went through a period where I worked in corporation. That side of me died down. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to come back now. And it's starting for me to really look at the world and what is my message today. Um, so when I named my new show, Power Up with Dr. Pat, mm -hmm. it, my team was like, really, is it going to be that strong of a show, Power Up? What does Power Up mean? And I said, well, it means what it means. I said, I've got to power up for me, you know, for the world we live in, to educate, to work with women especially that need to be in their full power. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, why aren't you doing an empowerment? I said, I think I did empowerment in my corporate life and that didn't work. Mm -hmm. That didn't work in corporate America. Um, and so this is really for me being on the edge, but not quite knowing the next. I've always been an activist too. I've always been keenly interested in the world around me and making it a better place. Yeah, that's so it. Yep. And we, we do that through our work with people one-on-one -on -one to help them better their lives. But also I like to use my platform to speak out on issues that uh, people are worried about, um, you know, and a lot of times people are, and this is always, I say, anytime there's an election, I'm very, very busy because it doesn't matter what side wins or loses. There's always people freaking out about the state of the world. And mm -hmm. so one of the things I also like to help people with is to use my platform to inspire them to go out in the world and make the changes they want. Yeah. And that's really what I'm being called to. I mean, somebody said to me the other day, Teresa, they said, well, what are you going to talk about? I said, well, let me give you a tidbit. I'm a member of the APA, the American Psychological Association, and I get mm -hmm. their newsletter and I got a letter from them the other day, which just blew me away. And they made an announcement that unbeknownst to most people, Medicaid, Medicare, mm -hmm. they're not cutting psychological services. They did something different. So it fell under the radar. Mm -hmm. What they're saying is you can't work with a psychologist or a psychiatrist that charges you this amount. So what they did is they decreased the hourly rate that you will actually get, mm -hmm. you know, that you will actually pay. So I asked, I went back to my, 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 um, the APA and I said, well, what are you people doing about this? I mean, mm -hmm. come on, be real. So if we're going to say you can only hire this many people, but you have bipolar or you're something or you're this or you're that and your life is coming apart, you need this person, you can't work with them. Yeah, that's bogus. That made me a little nuts. Bogus is that good. Make, yeah, that would make me pretty upset too. Uh, you know, I, I come from a family where a lot of people in my family struggle with mental illness. I've got a cousin who's schizophrenic. My mother suffered from anxiety, panic disorder. Getting that help is essential. There shouldn't be a blockage to people getting help. Absolutely not. Yep. And it slipped under the radar. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, does. It, it got attached to, I think it got attached to the COVID relief pill that got passed. And I looked at that and then my mother uh, committed suicide. Mm -hmm. I mean, I come from same kind of thing, alcohol addiction, mom commits suicide, um, you know, and I just thought, and I was homeless at 17. So anybody mm -hmm. that's in the homeless realm, I don't know what they're going to get. But this is really the time where I totally sense what you're saying. And it isn't just me. I think mm -hmm. it's me. I think it's Jessica. I think it's, you know, 
like some of the people working here that really feel a sense to do this. Bigger things. Yeah. So what card do we pull today for me? Let's, well, I'm going to pull a card for you first. I've got to shuffle them up a little bit. Yeah. You know, and so for people who are new to tarot, why do you shuffle them? Well, shuffle them, first of all, very, it feels very much like a little ritual. And I grew up very Catholic, by the way. And, you know, Catholic religion is all about rituals and lighting candles to this saint or that saint. So, of course, a lot of Catholic people are naturals for anything with magic or anything with tarot. Right here. Right here. Yeah, I you get I, it. I, everything I do got to have a candle. It's oh, got to yes. have lights. Oh, yes. I've got candles all over the place and uh, vintage Catholic art, all of that. But anyhow, um, so we do the little shuffling, too. It's kind of a ritual, but it also really helps to focus your mind and make your connection to the cards. And so I always cut the card stack into three piles with my left hand. Left hand is closest to the heart. So the reading comes from your heart. It's just an old superstition. You don't need to do it, but I love superstitions. I grew up in a very superstitious household with a very psychic mother and a very psychic grandmother. So all of that stuff is natural for me. Well, here's the card we pulled for you. Temperance. Hmm. temperance now temperance follows the tower <laughs> i have to laugh and temperance also has an element of transformation in it the temperance this is about blending things this is about bringing new things together it is about creating new things putting things back together healing healing balance moderation and also look that there's that path on the background and there's a big gold crown rising it's almost like this card is saying you know what dr pat everything is coming together you're on the cusp of a rebirth the path that you're on now just trust it it is filled with gold and you are rising up to a new level so just keep doing what you're doing don't worry about the outcome it's all going to work out for you you know what i looked this card up because in the book it's under Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. So I specifically went here because I am a sun Sagittarius, three other planets. I'm a moon Capricorn, three other planets. I have something like, I don't know, seven, seven or eight planets over here in the top quadrant, right? Yeah. But yeah. I went here because of that, Temperance. but I, di I didn't connect it. When I saw the card, I just thought, wow, I don't, what did that mean? I didn't get to read it. So I'd love to hear your interpretation. Well, it does. I mean, actually, the um, you know, there, there's a couple of cards that are very interesting to me um, because they are cards of transformation. And Temperance is one, and the Death card is one. Death card gets a terrible rap. The Tower is transformative, you know. And I, I look at Temperance, and I, I just see Temperance as so much peaceful energy here. I mean, this really is a card that has that very chilled thing. This is the healing that takes place right after our death moment so actually i, I misspoke um, the card that follows uh the tower is the star actually yeah the star yeah the star and the star is also very similar to temperance it also has a transformative vibe to it and both of those cards shows figures with vessels and water in them and they follow these big intense cards of transformation so mm -hmm. i look at temperance for you and it's like again i think this is a really good sign that everything that you're doing right now is aligned it's moving along exactly the way it needs to and so you just got to trust that flow trust that path i love the part in your book and i love that you do this Teresa, because i read this before how do you embody the energy of this card that's the oh. thing i was most drawn to but i feel like i'm at the point now where i really need to work with someone 
and really look at the esoteric, my chart. I haven't mm -hmm. done my, my astrology chart in a while. You know, my soul's path, you know, the the re solar return, whatever. It's, I really feel it's time to do that now. But I yes. also felt it was time to embody this as well. And yes. so that's why I was really excited to, to talk with you. Um, I love the line in this, which I have not been doing. I, there's one line in here. It says, it's about the pose. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say, finding your center in this pose. You talk about uh, the yoga pose, right? Yep. I love that you incorporate that in here as well. But here's the punchline for me. Find your center in this pose. Take practice. Feel a sense of tranquility washing over you. Stand up. This was it. Stand up nice and straight. Pour all your energy. I love this. I love this. Envision as a sturdy, in yourself as sturdy as a tree trunk. Because mm -hmm. that right there is, if I did nothing else, that is the thing I need to do. Because it does talk to everything you said. And I think everybody listening could learn from this card. See, yes. I don't, I think our tree trunk has been weakened. Mm -hmm. I think right now, if I think about the card you pulled and the energy, people really feel like somebody is taking an ax to my tree trunk. Yes. And right now, astrologically with Mars retrograde and it's an Aries, it just feels like everything is on fire right now. And, you know, Sagittarius oh. is a fire sign, but the temperance card is all this beautiful water in it. It really is a reminder that we are we are going to heal from everything that's going on right now we're all in a process of healing but sometimes we have to have some things brought to the surface so we can see how sick we really are that's where we can heal it and i like the reverse temperance the reverse temperance says it's unbalanced energy mm -hmm. it's and 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 i don't get that for myself i i don't get i have unbalanced energy you don't have unbalanced but it's really energy yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I might seem like that because here's what happens to me. Anytime I call the team and I or I send a message and say, when they hear these words, this is really where they go like, oh, no, not again. Something like, oh, my gosh, I just woke up and I have a great idea. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I want to help everyone out there today mm -hmm. because this message is so powerful to people. And I, I really hope for everyone that they don't lose their faith in their ultimate innate potential to overcome massive, massive amounts of disappointment. I think that one of the most important things that people like you and me can do is to remind people that there is all this hope there is always hope, no matter how hopeless things may be in your life or in the world, there is always hope. The human spirit prevails. And we all have an opportunity every single day to make different choices that can move us forward as individuals and for the collective. So like the temperance card, let me hold that card up. It all begins with taking that first step. The other day I read a quote, and I'm going to read it, uh, and people teased me about it. Because it's not a quote like from somebody, uh, I don't know. It's not like a Mother Teresa quote, right? But here's the quote. 
Darkness, the truest darkness, is not the absence of light. It is conviction mm -hmm. that the light will never return. Mm -hmm. But the light always returns to show us things familiar, home, family, and things entirely new are long overlooked. And when I read that quote the other day, people called, emailed me and they text me and they said, you serious where that quote came from? I said, yes, it came from Lois Lane in the movie, The Justice League. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. I love it. Why that hit me that day when I watched The Justice League again, but it got so under my skin and it really talked to me. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you for all the work that you're doing. Um, how do people actually get to work with you? Uh, well, if people want to work with me now, I'm no longer doing readings for the general public. Uh, they can join my Patreon account. And on Patreon, I'm there as the Tarot Lady. And I serve up extended card of the day uh, interpretations. We do early sneak peeks at the horoscopes. They also get access to classes and my political astrology, which I love doing over there, and all kinds of other fun little events. So Patreon is the best way to connect with me. But also, I'm always serving up every morning on Instagram. I do a live forecast on the planets, and I pull cards for each sign of the zodiac. And of course, people can work with me by taking classes or by buying my books. You know, that is also another way to connect with me. I want to ask you uh, and shift gears a little bit. Um, the book, of course, is fabulous. One of the things I want Thank to mention you. to people is once you do read through there, there's a section of the book that you get to. It's called, huh, question mark. And it says, what is intuition exactly? And this part of the book, Teresa, I found to be extremely powerful for the time we live in now. Mm -hmm. Just extremely powerful. But the way you break it down and the examples you give, Mm -hmm. and how you talk to us. It is meant for people that haven't studied metaphysics yes. for 50 years. Was that your intention? Absolutely, because too often the teachers and authors, I, I always say they wanna sound smart. And so they talk over people and they make people feel like they can't access this. Listen, anybody can access this, anybody. And if you feel like you can't, you just had the wrong teacher. Uh, my goal always is to get people to see you can understand this. You don't have to be special to be intuitive. My mother had an eighth grade education and my mother was the most psychic person I knew. Yeah. So you can't, I just think a lot of people really talk in this lingo that makes it again, inaccessible. My goal is to make all of this accessible so that I can put the tools in your hands so that you can fish for your own fish instead of relying on me. Yeah. Um and I also want to say that as people will read this, and I almost want to tell people, go to the back of the book first, but people can read the way they want. Um, I think the back of the book was really helpful for me because it brings you through uh, a way to do intuitive tarot reading. Mm -hmm. And that is something we don't talk about enough, right? right. I'm a visual. So when you know. I take a look at something, I'm looking at the card. And I have an intuitive interpretation just from visualizing it. And a lot of folks won't allow themselves to do that, to mm -hmm. see something and feel the energy of it. How right. did you help people or encourage them to really own that? Well, you know, the first thing we do is I give people a foundation in the tarot basics that you do need to know. 
And then from there, it's kind of like playing an instrument. You jam and find your own voice. And I encourage them by giving them all kinds of different exercises that get them more accustomed with not just going with what the quote unquote card means, but with what the card means to them. And that's just a matter of um, playing with the cards, looking at them in different ways and starting to find how they go together, how they're interacting and what it means for you personally. So mm -hmm. I, I help them with that through the book. Uh, look, I want to thank you for today. I know this is a large chunk of your time. Um, I want to, again, encourage people, you can go to uh, the website and it's everything is there. If you go yep. to the tarotlady.com, everything is there. All the classes we mentioned, the coloring book is there. You'll be able to see how to how to get the latest book, uh, Tarot No Questions Asked, Mastering the Art of Intuitive Reading, which I love. Uh, and there's a lot in this book. I mean, there's a lot to encourage all of us to really take a deeper breath about ourselves, the world, and our future. And so, you know, I, I mean, there's so many teachings in here. I, did, I didn't even get to the exercises that are in the back. That's so fun. I like the one, guess the tarot. Um, and so I want to ask you this. What is your personal message, Teresa? And I thank you so much for being here. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Because I know you're talking to individuals, mm -hmm. but you have a global look at the world. Well, my message for people today is it's not too late. And I mean that for you personally, but I also mean that for the planet. It's not too late. Yeah, that's my sense of it. It's not too late. It's not too late. Hmm. Teresa Reed, everybody, um, please check it out. Thank you so much for all you're doing in the world. And thank you for being out there uh, every day whether it's through the classes you're teaching, through Instagram, all of the things you're doing to remind people of our greatness and our potentiality and our power. Right? Thank you, Dr. Pat, for doing the same. Awesome. Teresa Reed, everybody, awesome work. Please check it out. <laughs> I got to tell you, I just went to our website and a bunch of things for me, they are definitely going to be some holiday gifts. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, message for today, light the candle of the life you want today. We'll see you in a few.